developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Ah, oh, man. You know, you, you got to love it sometimes. This is how you know you're actually making it. When people are falling off from you, when people complain about you, and then when you deny those stupid, strange requests they make. Like how a lot of people try to give me requests about the J-Man show all the time, and I just say, <laughs> no. Let's go on ahead and get into it then. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on J360 Radio! Hey, how's it going, J360 Legion? Welcome to the J-Man Show for episode 308. I am your host, J-Man, of course, and it's good to be back here to discuss awesome things. Well, yeah, usually that's what we do, right? (laughs) But yeah, it's so good to be back here tonight, y'all, and uh, let me just tell you this. We got a bit of things to talk about. So, you guys know how I'm doing maintenance for J360 Productions, and like, you know, there's going to be a new premium channel, there's going to be... Uh, new stuff for the website coming soon, in addition to, like, increasing your experiences, you know, regarding uh, J360 and all. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, it turns out that your man is going through the whole breakup scenario, too. Like, I managed to, I, I guess I managed to annoy or piss off a whole lot of people because certain people I used to talk to, they don't want to say nothing to me no more, you know, and... They all just breaking away and leaving your man high and dry to rethink about his position in life. And let me just tell you this. I'm doing pretty damn good for myself. I am number one in the driver's seat, as usual. And I am not feeling bad about it, you know, because sometimes you, you just got to break away from certain groups. And sometimes this happens naturally. And other times it happens as you are moving up in the world. And, you know, like things are changing in such a rapid pace. Like, even career-wise, things are changing for me. So, it's just, like, new stuff has happened. I remember, like, dealing with other content creators, you know, almost on a daily. You know, like, how you had a unit, a group, and you kept speaking to them, saying, Hey, are you okay? Are you okay? And, like, everybody checked up on each other and making sure that they're still running. But, nowadays, not so much, because I had to get rid of a few podcasters. I had to get rid of a few, like... um, I had to get rid of this one comedian because he was having a nervous breakdown or something. Like, these are people that I knew when I started my program, right? Like, you know, when I started the J-Man show, I met a lot of people. You know what I mean? That later on, I was like, hey, you're so good. Let's see about putting you on jams or something like interviewing you for Project Conference and all. Because these are people that I thought were talented at one time, that were incredible at what they did. You know, but it's kind of like that part where, like, when a lot of people start out in a band together. And when they start out in a band together, you know, full of optimism, full of hope, you know. Everybody had a dream and a goal, but they worked together towards it. 
And then somewhere along the line, you know, starting to get long in the tube, starting to feel like, you know, there's no growth, there's no rise up and being in the band anymore. And then other people come in the band and are like, hey, you don't really need those people anymore. You know, you should break from them. And like everybody starts breaking apart and it gets to the point where they're not even friends or associates anymore. And like somebody tries to dis this somebody else because they're going through the five stages of grief or failure happens in, a, in one way or another. I mean, you see it a lot. And you see, as for me, myself, I'm seeing it with a lot of my um, counterparts out here. And I'm like, that's a damn shame, you know? Because, see, like, say, like, one week you do fine with your people and your people are all together and they're, like, not going through any sort of issues. And then that week where you come back, you know, for the annual conversations to see, like, if they're together and okay, apparently they're not. Apparently they're jealous of you. Apparently, like, they have issues upon issues. Or, you know, they start running off at the mouth. And you're like, where is all this coming from? Or they try to roast you or embarrass you based off of stuff that they got going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I'm saying is, is that your friends are starting to show, like, they're not your friends. They're starting to show, like... They're jealous and they have more issues going on than you think. And what's really sad about it is it's like, I'm a grown ass man. I've been on this earth for 36 years. I know exactly how people are. And you know, like I say, when it comes right down to it, there are people that are happy, but then there are people that are chronically sad because they stay in that same situation. And then there's times where they really don't discuss what's on their mind, but they come up with a whole lot of crap and then... As soon as you're busy doing your own thing or you're not focusing on them, now they got the nerd to want to be mad at you and try to stab you in the back and stuff. And I was like, look, you're not going to stab me in the back because when I did the J-Man show, I don't do the J-Man show with people entirely. Like, I've had guests back in the day, but, you know, I eventually made shows where I cross over with people and have them on there. Like, I don't always do, like, certain shows working with people and if you wanted to work with me and stuff like that we'll get to that point but you got to speak what's on your mind and you got to be serious about it and you can't have too many projects yeah i have a lot of shows but you see as some of you have known or some of you will know i worked on those shows to get them where they are you see what i'm saying i have a reason for them like my listener count my subscriber count all that kind of stuff those things are okay I mean, like, I'm not talking to zero people, that is, you know, like, some people listen a little bit later, some people catch up, some people listen at that same time, and they give their likes and their responses and all, like, some people email me, I mean, and that's totally okay, but, you know, at the end of the day, if you got time to do foolish things and be jealous of me, you got time to figure yourself out with your defects and stuff. And you see, for, let's say, this particular individual who was a comedian, he started to not really be funny at that moment where he was trying to roast me and trying to have me in one of one of his schemes or something like that. I, I forget what the whole thing was because it was a ball of confusion. Like, I went on Facebook, you know what I mean, just sitting back chilling, then I get a Facebook message, and then I see, like, these weird-ass requests from him, and I'm like, dude, are you okay? Like, what what's going on? And he was talking about, like, how his wife was out of town, and... He couldn't feel like he could control himself, like he was about to... It, it felt like sexual predator talk in a way. Like he couldn't control himself around women and stuff. I'm like, are you around women right now? But he said he wasn't. He was at home or something like that. And then comes the part where he was saying like... 
you know, hoeing and all this other stuff. And I, I'm like, hoeing? And I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? Because, see, like, every single conversation, as I'm speaking to you, and it seems like it's kind of sparse, it's even worse with him. And I'm thinking, this guy is either freebasing or whatever. I said, as much weed as you smoke, you should be a very chill dude. You shouldn't be over here, like, freaking out, spazzing, and all that kind of stuff. Now, I know anxiety is a part of some things where, like, you know, if you do too much herbal medicine, you start getting really anxious. But I'm sitting there looking at this guy, and I'm like, why are you freaking out? And then he starts talking about, like, I have problems with women and stuff, which I do not. And then he's over here like, yeah, yeah, any hoes that I pick up, you can have them. And I'm like, you know, if I was a lot younger, I probably would have taken that offer. If I had no standards, I definitely would have taken that offer. But I don't need help getting hooked up. I don't need help dealing with the females. And I'm not here to deal with anybody's idea of what would be funny and what would not be. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to work on show business. I don't give a damn about hoe business. I don't give a damn about none of that stuff in the street. I could give a damn, you know? And, like, when people make strange requests, like, saying, yeah, man, you should tolerate sex workers. You, you should put sex workers on your show. And I was like, yeah, you should mind your own damn business and focus on your own fucking show. That's why I don't talk to that clown no more. The idea is, like, when people start doing this stuff, like, I see it. But, you know, it's kind of like with 420 culture in itself. It's like, it's a beautiful thing, but you ruin it. You know what I mean? Like, you're over here overselling this kind of stuff. Like, this stuff isn't here to romanticize and everything. Like, the idea of a person that, um, you know, is trying to be a player, have a different woman every time, tell those women find out what he's doing, and then eventually kill his ass. Or, like, you know, the female player, all the different men they have, but one of the men just can't take it. So, all of a sudden, he's got his Glock out, and he's just looking, looking, looking at her like, hey, you know what? This is for you. See, here's the thing. You got to stop playing with people like this. All right. Like those that know the game like I do, you know, I know what's going on. But what I know is also there are people out here that are not so good about it. They're very sensitive. They cannot handle these certain things. So they don't understand exactly where you're coming from. But you see, as I saw this comedian decline into not only into madness, he he just started getting really, really stupid there for a moment because a lot of his stuff I thought was funny at one time. But you see, like, I looked at him, and I was like, man, I can't believe I had respect for you, man. Like, because when you start talking, when other people start talking to me about hooking me up with people, the people they try to hook me up with, they're usually ugly women. They're usually really obese women. They're usually women that are all about themselves and live in a fantasy world where, like, you know, I come second as a person, and I'm like, I'm not for that bullshit. And the whole thing about it is, it's like, if you try to hook me up with anybody, I'm going to make it look bad, not just for that person you try to hook me up with, I'm going to make it look bad for you. Because, see, I respect myself as an individual and as a man that lives on this godforsaken planet here, which you all are ruining every damn day. You know, stop trying to pull me in some bullshit that you can't cover. And I will take my stance on it and say, like, look, I deny your requests. I'm not going to be a part of and privy to anything. So, you know, I told him off about himself. I told him exactly, like, why, you know, at the end of the day, his career is not going anywhere. Because, you know, at the end of the day, no matter if you do, like, little shows or not, you haven't done your biggest show yet, and the material that you do is pretty lame anyway. So at the end of the day, where you are right now, you're going to always be at because you like to blame other friggin' people instead of working 
and trying to get where you need to be at. And that's what a damn shame of it all is. I mean, don't you understand this? Like, if I didn't go for jams anymore, I wouldn't be near 100 episodes with jams. You understand what I'm saying? And working with other content creators and stuff. Because I worked with people before. They ended up leaving. They ended up walking away. Or I did something that alienated and annoyed them. And I apologized for it. Like one way or another. If I know I did something wrong, you know, I will try to fix it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it takes two to tango. If you're not going to fix yourself, there's no group here. Do you see what I'm saying? And half the time, I'm not arguing with myself. And it's a damn shame because... For some reason, it seems like it's always brothers that are damn near 40. I, I don't know what it is, but I've noticed when I did a Halo event with somebody and he went on his bitch switch instead of just being like, hey, let's go ahead and keep this series going. You know, he ended up trying to walk away from it, wash his hands and stuff. It was a one and done fool. And then not to mention the other podcasters involved with that. They were all just a waste of space. Like it, what's really sad is everybody else in my group was having fun. You know, it wasn't about who won or who lost. But apparently, the other person lost a lot more than I did. And then, like, here's the thing. I guess they were trying to embarrass me, too, but they were trying to make me feel like I should never play video games or I should never do any of the things that I do. But why is it that people talk to me like I work for them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm their son or whatever. It's like, <laughs> I have a father, jackass, and guess what? He is not you. And the truth is, is that while we're on the subject, I'm also another grown-ass man. And if I disagree with you and your method of doing things, that's a man talking to another man. And while we're on the subject here, I don't owe anybody any damn thing. You see what I'm saying? Like, even when I started doing this stuff, you know, podcasting, radio broadcasting all the time, you know, I, I never asked anybody if it was okay to do it. I just went and did it. You see? And like when I play Halo and all that kind of stuff, am I the best? I can be. Depends on the game. You understand what I'm saying? You might have a bad performance or you might have a good one. But at the end of the damn day, I, I'm not at that point where I lose and I just retire out the game. Do you see what I'm saying? Because you have a problem, you have an opinion, and you think it's fact, or guess what, you have no control over your life. You want to go ahead and try to control somebody else's. Like, every time I'm around, I've noticed people have strange requests. I've noticed people always got something to say. I've noticed people always complaining, but they never get a damn thing done. You know, at least I always got a damn thing done. <laughs> I mean, issues with the power play, they're not existing anymore. All the things with the power play are all taken care of now. That was an ongoing problem for a long time. And you know, here's the thing. People don't show up for shows. I always show up for shows. And I usually have something to say, even if there's moments where I got writer's block and stuff like that. Like, you know, I'm always there. I'm always ready. But whenever I see, like, people start falling apart or they going through their own little insecurities and all this other kind of stuff, which we all have them. I mean, I'm not perfect. I'm still human. But at the end of the damn day, it's like, you know what? I'm not going to bring my insecurities out on live and all that kind of stuff. Because anytime a lot of y'all try to embarrass J-Man, you embarrass yourself. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing. I beat you before you got in the room. The point is, is that, like, I'm not going to go ahead and take my feels at you. If there's an issue about things, they're going to be facts. And the truth is, is that I'm going to talk to you about it at that time, and we're going to resolve it at that moment. 
This isn't going to be a chronic thing. This isn't going to be like an ongoing problem and stuff like that. And usually if somebody's complaining about you and all that kind of stuff and they try to say, oh, I'm just kidding. No, that's, that's not kidding. There's something over there that makes that whole thing an issue. Like even with some people that I don't speak to anymore, yeah, we had a fallout. You know what I mean? And there's quite a lot of significant people I had fallouts with. But even to this day, it's like, you know what? There are some things they could thank me about. Giving them their first run on a platform or playing their music live and all that kind of stuff. Or even giving them their first interviews. And at the end of the damn day, they don't owe me anything other than that. We did a project and it worked. You understand what I'm saying? I was on like two um two summer bashes and like it worked. You know, for give or take, but at the end at that point I really couldn't stand people. You know what I mean? Like it's just like one way or another, when you're dealing with people and everybody has strange requests, everybody has an idea of what runs a proper show, everybody has an idea, but here's the thing, everybody also has guesses. I make decisions. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not trying to hurt people's feelings and stuff like that, but that's the part where, guess what, I'm a producer and you're not. There's that part where I'm a leader and you're not. Do you see what I'm saying? A leader never asks how they do their job. A leader does their job, and they do it particularly well. And it's not about disliking you and all that kind of stuff. It's about, guess what? You can get toxic as much as you want to, but you're only hurting yourself. It's all about finding a way and running with it. It's kind of like looking at the Eagles right now. Like Everybody wants to talk about the offensive problems. They want to talk about like how it seems like they don't have a plan when they're in the huddle and they're trying to, you know you know, get the snap going. But the sad part about it is, is this, this is a new offensive coordinator for one. And another thing is, you know, this is the start of the season. Super Bowl or bust, baby. We doing the best we can. This is week two right now. And you know, they'll get that rhythm. As long as we beat out Dallas, that's better than even winning the whole damn, um, the whole damn thing. But we're still going to win the whole damn thing. And that in turn comes here. For where I'm dealing with other content creators, where I'm dealing with other people and stuff like that. There are people that are far ahead in the industry than I am, and I don't mind listening to them and seeing what they got. But at the same time, if I know this is not goal setting and this is more about somebody's ego, oh, I'll let them know. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of like all that stuff going on with the writer's strike and everything else. Like, everybody, Didn't they have a few meetings where this stuff was going to end? But, you know, those meetings didn't take or they did not agree with them. It's always like, you know, back and forth with those people because guess what? Some of those people don't want to go to work. Some of those people don't want to do no writing anymore. They're getting a lot of attention and a lot of notoriety being out there having powwows and all that kind of stuff to the point where guess what? You know, hey, why should we go back to work? Why should we make She-Hulk season two? Which, by the way, uh, ugh. I'm sorry, I just didn't like it, okay? If you've been paying attention to this show for a long time, you'd realize I just can't stand that take on the character. In the comics, she's great. And she really does deserve a movie, but you came up with that and, oh, man. God, did you see what they did to Scar the Son of Hulk? I'm like, damn! <laughs> that whole thing was unbearable. Like, like, you look at the comic when he appeared, and you're like, ooh, that's badass, I can't wait for him to finally meet his dad. And then you see the show where he finally met his dad. Yeah. Yeah, what a letdown. 
Oh, God, they just messing up that Hulk franchise, man. But but let me just tell you this, though, before we go off in a tangent on that. But what, what I'm saying is, is, like, people have strange requests, and people always think it's all about them. If your career, for one thing, if your career-minded, yeah, it's about you. But you're going to be dealing with people in that said career, whether you believe it or not, whether they agree with you or not. The best thing you can do is be respectful about it. And if you don't like them, you got to be even more respectful. Like, there are moments where a lot of y'all are probably like, well, but J-Man, you usually tell people to go fuck themselves and everything else. Well, you know what? Pick your battles, son. I don't have to work with them anymore. And you know, like, if anything else, if people are not trying to hear what I have to say, yeah, that's the time to use that. You see what I mean? Like, if you, if anything, it's like this. You want to be personal, be personal. But if you want to talk business, you want to work on business, make it about business. And see, the problem is people are not focusing on the business aspect. They're focused on their feelings. What is do you and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And then there are people like in the comment section, they think they know everything that's going on. And then the funny part about that is, is that they know jack shit. They only know what somebody else tells them. And then like, you know, it's funny too, in my case no matter what little controversy I had, they'll happily listen to the other person, but they won't listen to me. And if you only listen to the one person that's involved in the situation, you're only getting half the story. And even then, it might not be the real story. You know, there is such a thing as Rashomon storytelling. See what I'm saying? Where somebody's telling them, like, you know, telling their truth, and they look like an angel in that story, where the person that's pretty much trying to uphold order... Looks like a devil. Looks like somebody evil and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that whole method of storytelling came from a Japanese film a long time ago. And it was also used in the movie Hero, too. Like, you know, what story is the true story? What really happened? And see, a lot of you citizen journalists out here, you know, you guys are like that, too. You're quick to defend somebody who looks like a professional victim. But you're not getting all the answers, and that's where you fail. And even if you got the truth, the truth is nowhere near as exciting as, like, the fabrication. Sometimes it isn't. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if you want to know what really happens, you got to listen to both sides, and then you got to decipher it. And the whole point is, at the end of the damn day, I don't try to convince anybody anything. I'm still the same person I've always been since season one. You know, just a lot more savvy about everything I do. And then I already know the world I live in. I already know, like, whenever you talk about certain things, people will try to use it against you. Whenever you talk about, you know, important things such as fighting for what you want, there are people that'll take it and they'll use it in the most obtuse way possible. I always say this, strategize, plan ahead, think about, like, certain people that come with you, they got to carry their own weight. And then not only that, if they're tired of carrying their own weight and they start quitting and they start trying to tear your group down on the inside, they got to go. You see what I'm saying? It's not even about, like, pleasing everybody. It's about the idea of what you need to do to keep things running sharp. That's a problem for some people. Not for me. I know what I have to do, and I know what I need to do. And I know that some requests does not benefit J360 Productions. I know, like, how some people and the way they act don't benefit J360 Jams. I also know, like, how some fans out there are not really fans. Because if they don't get that episode that they want, oh, Lord, everything falls apart in the end, right? 
It's kind of like how some people they they reaching for this great performance by the Philadelphia Eagles, by the way. And if they don't get it, they say that they're going to leave uh, the Philadelphia Eagles fandom. They're going to not be a part of the Philadelphia Eagles groups. And I always say this. You promise because you haven't been anything good here since you showed up. Like, when the birds are playing their damnness, y'all. Like, this is still anybody's game right now. You know what I mean? Quite a lot of people are still undefeated. I'm hoping that my birds hold on so that they can actually, you know, break more records like they did last season. But this is a whole different thing right now. So I'm trying to see, like, exactly are they going to find that rhythm. But I know they will. Rain or shine, win or lose, I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan. You see what I'm saying? Just like rain or shine, I will always be a J360 Productions fan. (laughs) Well, you know. Like a long time ago. It it, it should be like diehards like that. For those of you that have been here since the good days, the bad days, or the days where J-Man's running broke or any of that kind of stuff. Like, been there throughout the whole story. I respect you. You know what I mean? Now, some of your requests might be a little odd, but I respect you for being there. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference. There are people out there who feel as though they're chained to their fans and they don't have a voice. Or there are people out there that, once again, run around trying to please people. You can't sit there and do that stuff to yourself. Never be afraid to use your voice. Never be afraid to speak up for yourself. But also be tactful about the stuff. Nobody tells you about being tactful, right? Well, I'm here to tell you. That's what you need to be. And, you know, going back to earlier about sex workers and stuff, I don't discriminate against sex workers, but also I don't see what's so thrilling about them. Yeah, even if they're doing the act. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I could care less. This is something that, once again, you chose to do. And those that chose to be a patron to it, I mean, good for them. But not me. Like when some of them are coming through OnlyFans and they're trying to say, hey, we can have more intimate talk and stuff if you go ahead and, uh, you know, pay in and stuff. And I looked at a lot of these things and I'm like, why do I need to have an intimate connection with you for? I'm having an intimate conversation with you right now. It ain't going to happen. And the pecking order of things as a business owner, I keeps my money. I got stuff I'm working on. I got things I'm trying to develop and all. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not doing the parasocial relationships and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I remember earlier in the day, I used to get requests every day about, you know, signing up for some girls' OnlyFans and stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking this. I'm like, I make money, yes, but what the hell make you think you're entitled to it? You see what I'm saying? It's just the way people try to come across nowadays. And you expect me to praise somebody who opens their legs and do lewd stuff to themselves? I mean, I do, but I ain't going to give them no money for it. Because you know why? Because this isn't about pleasure. This is about me doing other things for my business. This is about me making my stuff grow. And like I said before, in the overall pecking order of things, (laughs) I would like to say that thoughts are down there as low as social media on my pecking order. I got other stuff to take care of. House won't pay for itself, y'all. That's one of those kind of things to look into. That master's degree won't pay for itself. So, you know, I'm focusing on those things. I mean, like, you know, if that's what you all want to do and stuff like that, keep doing what you're doing, who am I to judge you? I mean, after all, I'm working on making money from my art, and in a way, it is art. So you got to look at it kind of like this. But 
I, I don't know who's out there subjugating and treating these poor, poor hoes bad like this, but whoever it is, uh, I ain't fighting that kind of crime right now. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Well, I just think it's hilarious. I mean, and even then, you got people twice my age. Like I said, like people that are twice my age are going to 40 so deep in their feels. I don't know what it is. But also I know like it's a good thing I'm looking at this because when I'm 40, I ain't going through no depression like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be like looking at my career and saying, damn, I'm a failure and all this other stupid stuff. I mean, when I hit 40, I'm going to enjoy it like I did in my 30s, man. I've noticed this a lot, too. I've noticed like certain people are mad as hell and taking it out on everybody else because they didn't do anything in their formative or young adult years. I had to take care of somebody in my young adult years. So, it's part of the story. It's what happened. You know what I mean? I still had a good time and everything, but people think at age 30 or something like that, it's all over. It's all a wrap. Yeah, you can't date anybody really young at that point. I mean, I think for me, the lowest I'll go is 25, but even then, it's like, yeah, I ain't grooming anybody. You see what I'm saying? But like I say, you got like a lot of dysfunctional motherfuckers out here. And the sad part is, is that they're making it worse for everybody because some people will look at that, like I said before, like even with the Barbie movie and the Ken stuff in the Barbie movie, people are going to be looking at that like it's a template for how like men should be treated and all that kind of stuff. It's sad, but true. See, a lot of people that got this, you know, may have gotten defensive about that is because you're probably not in the dating pool, but I am, you see? I'm a participant in dating. There are people out there that think women are supposed to flock to them. No, I'll actually go meet you, speak to you, see if you want to go out or not. And if you don't, okay, whatever. My life goes on. But you got certain people out there that don't know how to handle rejection. They don't know how to handle formative things. They don't know, they don't know or understand like the rules of engagement. And they don't know or understand that, guess what, you shouldn't put all your cards on the table for one broad or, or one dude, you know? Because people nowadays don't have morals, and they don't have integrity like they do. They get defensive when you say that they don't, but they really don't have those things, and that's why we are where we are. I keep telling you, like, what denotes a good relationship? As long as it's not out there and Twitter and all that kind of stuff and you actually have a moment's peace. Like, there were women at one of my jobs when I worked at Pepsi and they all wanted to get with me, but I was like, they're beautiful and all, but I know how this is going to go. As soon as I'm working with them and as soon as somebody from out of town comes in because I was in a tourist spot wearing the booty shorts just right, my girlfriend look at me, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm in trouble every time I go to that store. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's called shit where you eat. I was thinking about lady luck and money whenever I'm at a job. I don't, I don't do workplace relationships. I really don't, because as far as I'm concerned, some of that stuff right there, it can go one of two ways, and then you'll never see the end of it. You'll never have a moment's peace as a man. But... If it was an occasional store and stuff like that, and she was looking good and I was feeling it and I was looking my damn best, I'd have the number and all that, you know? And I used to love that route. <laughs> but, hey, like I said before, when you get right down to a few things like, you know, strange requests is dealing with people, things break apart because 
once again, they weren't really all that strong about it. Things break apart because, you know what, some of us got to move on. And then, you know, things break apart because people are friggin' jerks. And it's a lot of that stuff floating around in J-Man's world these days. I'm seeing plenty of it. And you know what? I'm not surprised. I look at this kind of stuff and I'm like, you know, if I'm going to be more into my business and I'm going to be running my company a lot more effectively, I got to get rid of the dead weight. And then, like, for those that wanted to work with me and stuff like that, if you never put a, you know, put the initiative to work with me, it's never going to happen. You understand what I'm saying? There's too many people out here that are doing wishful thinking, um, operating in bliss, and all this other kind of stuff. But it's like, look, you need to actively be a participant in your goals. You need to actively understand, like, where somebody's coming from. And then while you're at it, don't be a jerk about it. You know, like some of y'all are like, oh guys, you check my, you check my email. Oh, uh, uh, um, hey, email me some interview questions and and like, you know, so we can discuss things to talk about. I had somebody do that not too long ago. Here's the thing. Not only do I have the J Man show, I have like seven other shows to take care of that you know about, in addition to other projects that you don't know about, but you'll see eventually. Calm the hell down. I've been doing Project Conference 13 times in a row. I don't need help making that series. I've been doing jams 76 times. You know what? It will be 76 by tomorrow. I don't need any help with that. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't know why people think I need all this help when it's not really helping. I don't think people get the idea that if I set aside time to interview you, to talk to you, or to collab with you, do realize I got you. Do realize that you are on notice. I don't have all this stuff around here just for a show. Like, I know to come see you when it's time to see you. You see what I'm saying? Do not rush me. And if you have, like, a grace period, like, how some some interviewees that I have out there, they have, like, great grace periods, man. If you know your interview is in October, why the hell are you bothering me in September about it? The plan is already set. You know what I mean? It's not even September 25th yet, and you make it seem like I'm late. It's not even Monster Fest yet, and you make it seem like I'm late. You can wait. And you're going to. And usually when I have the interview set up and ready to go, I have a packet set for you to look over. Because I know what the hell I'm doing. So chill out, will you? At the end of the day, like, come on, man. You don't run this stuff and then all of a sudden you forget about who's on the interview. <laughs> In addition to that, I mean, like, I got three people ahead of this person. I just don't understand that, man. I just don't get why people think uh, this has to be handled in a New York minute. New York can't even handle stuff in a New York minute. You're just going to have to chill with it. But all in all, though, you know, like, what was that whole thing? Pecking order. Pecking order. Uh-uh, you sit in the back. <laughs> I will get to you when I get to you, damn it. But hey, that's, that's all about just running a functioning business. And is it kind of crazy? And can it be de detrimental to your health? It can be if you're stressed out, but I'm not stressed out by this. I look forward to this stuff every damn week.
<laughs> and why wouldn't I, you know? Because, see, like, you guys got to remember, this is part of film production company, too. Filmmaking is stressful if you're not able to handle it. Creating in general is stressful if you're not able to handle it. Now, those of you that are freaking out about AI, I'm sure you've all saw, like, the Adobe update, right? I'm sure you all saw that Adobe Photoshop, and Adobe has a program called Generate AI. Yeah, yeah. I saw that, too. And I, let me just be honest with you. I ain't using that. I could care less, man. I, I am not using that crap. The fact that you bringing that stuff in here, I'm always like, well, that didn't take long, but I also know this. I am not inaccessible in creating art, so I don't need it. But I can understand if somebody doesn't have all their motor functions and all, or, you know, they finding new ways to make things accessible for people. I get that. But once again, I know that that's just going to be something that's going to be overused and overdrawn because people can't handle new stuff like this. This is what the big argument is all about, isn't it? But once again, I'm sure somebody will probably request me to go ahead and do, like, more AI art and all that kind of stuff, even though I don't use AI art. But that's how I know I'm doing great, because, you know, they won't be able to tell the difference. But I'll, I'll tell you the fun part, though, about this stuff. Like, when people are over there, like, dictating about, like, how art should be made, once again, it's not really creative if you're having the computer do all the work for you. It's creative when you're putting in, like, when you're doing, like, the perspective drawing. When you're doing the drawing of the model and all that kind of stuff. Where you're learning the anatomy, not having the computer do it for you. Like, some of y'all are using your, you know, AI devices to actually finish your homework. That That's just, oh, that's just sad. Everything as we know it, you know, is changing. But at the same time, is a good change. God knows what it could be. But I will say this, in these days of automation and in these days of, hey, we're all going to be hack artists and all that stuff, I can gladly say that I am not a hack. I can gladly say that, you know, all of these shows and all these things that you have watched, heard, or listened to were produced painstakingly by me. <laughs> and you know what? I'm glad I put in the mileage to do it. And you're going to see this for the rest of the time that I am in charge of J360 Productions. I'm not using AI like that. I mean, like, this is just as bad as when people try to say, Oh, you know, you don't want to use CGI. I did an episode about that years ago. Oh, you want to use practical. Yeah, but if I want this done and what is for the scene, we're going to use digital. Well, well, you know, it's just a lot more real if you use practical. That sounds like an opinion. And it sounds like a request. And if I wanted to use practical, I would have said, hey, guess what? We're using practical, but we're going to use CGI for this. Now, why don't you just piss off and let it go? You see what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you have to resort to that. Just so people can finally get it. Like, okay, okay, I get it. Well, you see, this is why. If you don't quit going on about this. I know a lot of you out there, some of the other creators have had this argument with people before, too. And it's funny, too, because people always try to say, let's go back to real filmmaking. Let's go back to the way it used to be and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you forget, time is money. And if you're working in the studio way of doing things, yeah, they probably are not looking forward to you um, wasting all that money and time to go do that. They, they want it done quick, as can be. Which is why like some people are sitting there like, these movies are kind of mid, and they don't leave a long impression on people anymore. 
That's because they're they're quick and done. I mean, not to the point like where they're really, really quick, but there are points where like you can tell they just ran through this paint by number style and all. You see? So it's just moments like where you look at this kind of stuff and you're like, you got to know what system you're a part of. If you're doing independent art, you take as long as you need. But don't be surprised once that money runs out and people don't really pay attention to it anymore. But if you're in the studio, you're going every moment at that time to keep this thing rolling and getting it done so that you can actually meet that window that you went for and stuff. And you're trying not to overspend that money. Because you're losing money every day when you work on a movie. So, you know, it's just little things like that. But you see, the thing is with me, there are times where I fall out of love with movies. But there's plenty of times where I'm in love with them. Like, you know, the concept of making them. The stories behind them. And then not to mention the actual movie that we watch. Like, like you know, I always say, like, there are moments where, like, behind the scenes is more important than, namely, the show that we all paid the money to watch. I mean, people are all so crazy about all the backstage beefs and everything. And they're interesting to a point, but, you know, I'd rather see the movie Alien than worry about the stress-making Alien. I'd rather see, like, the next coming of Predator than actually worry about what, you know, Arnold and the crew went through to make that movie. I mean, I'm sure it's interesting, but it's not what I paid for. Do you see what I'm saying? And, like, when people get over all that kind of stuff and they remember, hey, I'm here to see a movie, hey, I'm here to see a movie and stuff, maybe things will be fine. Maybe, like, after a while, people will stop complaining much, which I really doubt. People are going to complain anyways. But you see, like, stop listening to those complaints. Like, remember, you're here for a reason. It's just like what I told you guys about, you know, what I told you guys about in the mini bites not too long ago. Like, I'm here for a reason. And it's not always to be, like, number one in social media and all this other crazy stuff that they give awards to now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm here to make movies. I'm here to entertain and inform you. I'm here to go ahead and bring about this show and bring about all these other things. I want to make you think. I don't want to make you walk through life with a lizard brain and all that kind of stuff. Or, you know, pander to you and, you know, strange requests and all that jazz, like the name of this episode. I am here to... Give you testaments every single moment of the time. And I'm here to have good conversation with you. Every single moment of the time. And like I said, I didn't make the J-Man show to be liked. I made the J-Man show because I have something to say. You know what I mean? Finding your voice. Using your voice. Speaking with it. You know? Nowadays people ain't got time to listen. Um, what's the old adage? Like, they're not really listening. They're just waiting for the other person to stop talking. It's a damn shame, too. Because communication is what we have. And if you don't have good communication, everything just falls right inwards. Which is why, like, I used to tell that one dude, I said, why don't you learn to listen? You see what I'm saying? So I don't have to repeat myself. Because I've taken the time to listen to you and your BS and it ain't going nowhere. You see what I'm saying? And, like, with me and my attitude and stuff like that, you got to realize, like, I've been trained in this for quite some time. I've been in this industry. I've been in this business for quite some time. Worked with various people. And of varying qualities. Who's to say I wasn't going to get any haters? 
and I totally am happy about it. It's just a fan, y'all. They're just fans. <laughs> but, hey, all in all, though, I just wanted to let you guys know about this stuff. I wanted to talk to you about, like, why, you know, if you're thriving and all that stuff, people are always not having your back, and they probably won't have your best interests, and they'll do whatever they can to redirect you, but you'll know the difference. <laughs> but don't let it stop you, though, okay? Whatever you do, don't let this stuff stop you. We're all on a journey at different paces and everything, and you just got to keep on going. But be aware of them strange requests. Now, I got to get on out of here. Jams will be happening tomorrow at 10. But you guys take care of yourselves, all right? This is J-Man signing off. Peace.